What are the most important aspects you teach to families when they begin working with School of the Air and their learning journey? Firstly, is that um, not to think about school, preschool as a classroom or a room. So we we find a lot of, well, it depends on their age, but because we've all been in a classroom in our own school life, um, a lot of your mums will be like, oh, no, I haven't got a spare room, I haven't got an area. So the biggest thing we try to tell ours is that their whole environment is the preschool. Um, it may be all on the back veranda, the cubby house is the play area, the sand pit. Well, our kids use the creek as the sand pit. You may do your songs and rhymes and things while you're in the car travelling, or not that we'll be doing a lot of travelling, or outside playing. Um, but mainly, don't think you have to have a classroom. Use your whole environment. And the more the kids are outside, the better. Um, so what activities you can do outside. We also have said not to panic because a lot of the activities, like I said, songs and rhymes can be done in the car mm. or when you're just out having a cup of tea. And a lot of the activities, you could be hanging clothes on the line. So your four-year-old is playing with the peg basket. Well, there you can do colours, fine motor. So a lot of the activities that you can do, even pegging the clothes on the line with you, is fine motor. Mm. Um, cooking. All the activities you do at home, making beds. So it doesn't always have to be a separate activity. And if you've got lots of kids in the classroom, sometimes you can do the same activity at all different levels and they can get something out of it. You've got to remember that it's child-led. So we don't want to see worksheets or go and buy booklets and mm. have them just tracing booklets. When we mean child-led, that is, um, which we will talk about when we set up the environment. So um, we set up areas where the children can create and come up with their own ideas. Fantastic. Thank you. And it's really interesting, isn't it? Because in a classroom environment, we're always trying to make it home-like. Yes. So now these children are going to be home. at home. <laughs> um, and another thing we do always tell our parents is that remember your attitude. We know as teachers that if we walk in the classroom and go, oh, let's do some Play-Doh with that attitude, the kids aren't going to want to do it. So we do tell our parents that some of them don't like getting messy and getting the paints out and whatever. Put it outside on the grass so you can hose it, but make sure your attitude comes off with them. So you're like, oh, cool, we're going to do some painting. That will help because if you are like, oh, I don't want to do it, they will not want to do it. So attitude is also very important to express to mums and the people that are looking after the kids. Yeah, that's a great point. Thanks, Jan. That's all right. Okay, let's continue with this theme, Jan. What do you teach the families about setting up their environment? Firstly, we do actually have a booklet that um, goes out and it's the first week of school in the year and they it teaches them how to set the environment up. But the main thing is... We get them to make provocations. Now, don't have a heart attack because whenever you hear, first hear the word provocation, everyone's like, I don't know what it is. That's what your mums will do. You'll say to them, we're setting up provocations and us as educators go, oh, great. But as a mum, so we just say it means provoke. It's very much like in the olden days when I was first preschool, we used to set up a table. So it was the dinosaur table or the mass table. So we explained to them that all it is, is an area to provoke learning. But we also stress that 
the preschool is provocation set up everywhere. But if you don't have the room, because you may not have a good yard that you can leave stuff out or you might have a dog that will chew it or you might not have a big house, we turn the provocations into tubs instead of tables. So you'll have a construction tub, a reading tub, a math tub or literacy tub, a science tub, art tub, and then we'll do a timetable, suggested timetable, and they'll say it'll be like get your math provocation out. Mm. So they'll get their math tub out. And that's what they're doing in their learning space. And they may decide that learning space is in a room or is on the lawn or is on the mat. So that's how we try to get it. So they set their environment up so that they don't go, oh, I've got to quickly find the mass things. Mm. They set it up so their tubs are already done and then it's all there. Mm. Fantastic. Thank you. So as you were saying, Jan, there's different times in the day where they might get their numeracy kit out or literacy. How, what do you teach families about a timetable for the day? Um, we do have a suggested timetable, but um, it is actually up to the individual family. Some of them are very little. They still have afternoon rest. So they do choose to do it all in the morning before lunch. Some choose to do some before and some after lunch. It all goes on the child. But we do say to them, being term one, we try and do at least an hour, hour and a half a day. Mm -hmm. As I said, that could be all 30 minutes or it may not be. And that's including hanging the washing out. So that activity with the pegs is that half an hour of colour coding, grouping, fine motor. So we do say first term we're a bit lenient because they're just getting used to it an hour and a half, and then after first term it leads to, as again, depending on the child and the day, two to three hours each day. We also do suggest that if they are doing, say, three activities in the morning, um, after one activity, to do a few brain breaks. So you can do yoga, rhymes. Actually, some of ours just say go outside and jump on the trampoline. And they use a timer a lot. So, you know, they give them a timer and go, when that goes off, you can come back in. They're on the trampoline, run around the house block, just little brain breaks. If you do Google or Pinterest brain breaks for preschool, you'll come up with lots of ideas, which we do a lot, do suggest to our parents a lot to use Google and Pinterest if they want ideas for for provocations and little ideas. Um, But brain breaks... We do heaps of. And also, if you've got the space for the day, you can leave that up. So if you're playing with your farm table or farm provocation and you're finished with it, if you've got the space, leave it there for the day because they can come back and forth and play with it. You know, don't pack it up unless you have to. Because if you have a look at children in a preschool, they go back and forth Mm. to the activities a hundred times. But then it all goes on your house and your home, like whether you're in a flat or a house or a... So, but yeah, definitely brain breaks. Yeah, great advice. Thanks, Jan. Mm.